Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We're back with a little more dog talk. Last week, we featured David Fry from NBC discussing the National Dog Show, and we visited with the junior half of the dynamic duo, Burt Ward, who starred as Robin in the original Batman TV show. Well, Burt still plays a superhero, this time doubling and even tripling the lifespan of dogs, and we'll continue our conversation with Burt today. Also, we are now officially in the Christmas season, and who better to drop by than our old friend, Chata Valenti. Chata's been busy with the release of a new single and the full album scheduled to come out for release in the fall of 2022. You can also see her in concert with her annual Love Under the Christmas Tree show on Sunday, December 5th at the Smith Center for the Performing Arts. And our regulars are back today as well. Mr. Big's Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter, The Wizard of Odds, and your Vegas insider, Scott Robin. Silent night, holy night, holy scum, holy seldom that I get really excited about hearing an old Christmas song, kind of a new version, but this happened to me. Our good friend Jada Valenti is with us today. She did a great rendition of Silent Night. It's in multiple languages, beautifully sung, and I've heard that song sung by so many people, Jada. What made you take that on? And boy, did you put your own spin on it. I mean, it's on YouTube. It is terrific. Oh, thank you so very much. Well, it's part of a, uh, of a full album that we are working uh, on the, of Christmas songs. So, and uh, we needed to choose the first single. And because I love to, I speak many languages. I love to sing in many languages to please all my fans that come from different uh, parts of the world. I, Silent Night is one of probably one of the oldest uh, uh, Christmas carol because it's been written uh, in Austria 400 years ago in German, and it's existing in I don't know 100 and gazillions of languages. So I said. <laughs> Let me pick uh, pick up that one. And about, uh, I'm happy that you like uh, the, the the way I did it with uh, with the guitar, basically giving the, a different kind of vibe and groove to the song. Is because, as you said, I mean we we all try to write new Christmas songs, but we all are so um, uh, I don't know in love with these uh, classic songs because I think we all have memory that bring us back to our youth, uh, at least that's a, for me. I sing it also in Italian, which is Astro del Cielo, and I remember hearing that song as a little girl with my grandmother in church. 
So, and we all have our own memories attached to those songs. So we need to write original songs as well for Christmas, I think, personally, being a songwriter. But we can never let go this this kind of classic. And, 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 and still, I'm honored that you like, because as you said, I was debating with myself when I was choosing the, uh, the song for the album, what to sing. I mean, there are so many beautiful versions of each and every one of the songs that uh, I wanted to sing. But I'm like, you know... Everybody gives a different different spin, and uh, that's my spin. And I recorded indeed uh, uh, in a one single in English and in Spanish. In Spanish, because I mean uh, we are in the United States, and even though I have many fans that are of Italian heritage, uh, I have to be honest: fifty uh, percent of my fans are uh, Spanish-speaking people, and uh, so. I need to please them first. And then I go to my own people. My own people can wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, I saw it, and it was funny because I love your stuff. You've been doing great music for years. We've had you on the show okay. several times. So I saw this, and I go, oh, Silent Night. Everybody does that. I mean, I have heard even people like Barbara Streisand have sung it, and, and it's fine. It's all good. But I, I watch this thing and I go, my gosh, this is a beautiful song. Doesn't you know? If you like it before, you're gonna love this because it's just a different way to sing a great song. And because we know the words uh, either yeah. in English or Spanish, it's great. But I, I, I got to give you credit. It, were you a little afraid of that when you were starting? Oh gosh, you know, I, I don't because. You always do. You always put your own spin on songs. That's a tough one because everybody's heard this since they were little kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing, I mean, I always change, let's say, the instrumentations and sometimes the, the way the songs are arranged. But if you pay good attention uh, when I come, when I sing, I'm, I'm really because I'm a songwriter. I'm very. Um, I never change the melody that the song was written. So it's written, it's written, la, da, da, da. That's, the, that's the melody. You shouldn't do, la, da, da, da. that's not the way to do it. The melody is silent night. And then it should be singing. Then around you can put guitars, you can put violins, you can put a trumpet, you can do a saxophone as long as you are. I think people will forgive me the arrangement, but they will hear the melody that we are all uh, we have heard the whole life, so I'm ever, I never seldom change the melody, and I always keep honesty to the way the songwriter had it when he wrote it. So I never change the melody, I change the arrangement. And this song has been done so many times, but all my favorite artists. So when I was with Greg Field discussing how shall we do this song, of course, it's uh, I asked my fans which one is uh, the song that you like, and of course, uh, Silent Night was on top of the list, but so was uh, a White Christmas, so was the Christmas song because we all love the same song. So I cannot wait to share with everybody also next year my album because I, I there are 14 songs and a whole classic of uh, let's say of the Christmas uh, material, but I have um, I've, I, I've I've changed the arrangement. Back with John of Lenti in just a moment. You can see John on Sunday, December 5th at the Smith Center for the Performing Arts. He's back. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, and he's talking about something he tries to avoid whenever possible, excessive fees. The one that kind of got me was what you uncovered in nightclubs in Vegas. They're calling it venue fees. What is a venue fee? Well, never underestimate the ability of Las Vegas to come up with a gratuitous 
fee. So uh, there has been a charge called a CNF charge, a concession fee. Uh, I boycott any place that has it because uh, these are just random fees uh, on the strip. They will just tack it on. It's Cabo Wabo. It's uh, Hex. It's the the beer uh, the beer place at Paris. You, you'll just show up and, and see it on your bill. Very infuriating. So along those lines, uh, in this nightclub at Wynn is a venue fee. So this is a, I think it's 7%, and it accomplishes absolutely nothing other than to just increase your tab. Uh, nightclub prices often already extraordinarily high. Uh, people don't seem to mind really because, hey, I get to sit down. 10 grand, that's fine. I get a bottle of Grey Goose for 400 bucks, that's cool. But this one is is absolutely gratuitous. It serves no purpose at all. It looks like it's just, uh, if you see it at the, at the bottom of the drink menu, it's all bills subject to 7% venue fee, an invented fee. I haven't seen it anywhere else, but it's it really is painful to see that because it's... Um, you know, let's just say it's not value seekers going to these nightclubs anyway, because to do anything, you're in for multi-hundred dollars, sometimes thousands and tens of thousands. But then to add on another 7% that gets you absolutely nothing. I'm upset. I don't even go to nightclubs. That's how upsetting it is. So I say steer clear, find out beforehand, ask the question, is there a venue fee or other fee that's going to get tacked onto my bill? And uh, I, I think there's a, there are places that have value, pricey, but you, you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. This is one of those where I feel like uh, it's, it's just really unnecessary and uh, a bit of greed on the part of the, of the venue. Thanks, Scott. For a great insight to the daily activities in Las Vegas, check out Scott's site, VitalVegas.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Wayne Klingman, or you might know him better as Mr. Big, is out handling a dispute, but he did want to say thank you for listening to Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter every week. He also wants to remind you you can get copies of his books on Amazon. Just simply search Wayne Klingman, that's spelled C-L-I-N-G-M-A-N, again, Wayne Klingman, for the best in Vegas reading materials. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week 
What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. <laughs> yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Jada Valenti, who assembled an award-winning team working on two continents, recording at Capitol Studios in L.A. and Abbey Road Studios in London to produce a new holiday album. The first single is a bilingual interpretation of Silent Night, sung in English and Spanish. Noche de paz, noche de amor, I can't wait for it. I tell you, after hearing that, and I thought it was great you put it out this year because we get a little taste of it. But, you know, you, you're surrounding yourself with big, big names and you're doing things with the Royal Philharmonic and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really good. You know, Christmas albums are... are are not what they once were. And it's just great to see that. First of all, it's great to see somebody releasing an album just of that. And then to take some of these songs. And, and was this kind of a, a result of the pandemic where you were stuck at home, you had to do some of these things, so <laughs> you got that battalion mind of yours working. What can I do special? <laughs> it, it kind of was because, I mean, uh, the pandemic was happening and uh, – been um, tough for all of us artists, let's say, because we've been out of work, honestly, not making money and just staying home. And especially a little artist like me that I'm not, let's say, that I have already millions of dollars in the bank account it was kind of tough. But on the other hand, he also gave us, made, a, made us more human. And yeah. when I'm saying made us more human, I mean also the musicians, because I've been blessed to know some of the greatest musicians of the American uh, and also the world, let's say. So when I was home and I, went, I said, let me do a little Christmas uh, recording. I wanted to keep it small, you know. And then I was like, okay, let me reach out to Nathan East. He's one of he's the greatest bass player in the world, right? He's touring with Kerry Clapton. I, it was guessed that one of these uh, live streaming I did, I became a good friend with him. I recorded once a few years back. So I called Nathan. I said, Nathan, listen, I have this idea. I, I said, I'm home. I'm doing nothing. Let's do it. Uh-huh. Then uh, I had work in the past with uh, Tarika Kuni, is the musical director of Just Robots. I called him and I said, yes, I'm home. Let's do it. Then and, uh, another, uh, my, my producer, Greg Fields, he said, you know what? I know another guitar player that would be so happy to play, Anthony Wilson. He plays for, already for 20 years with... Uh, Diana Kroll. We called him and said, I'm in. The week that we were able to move around, so we went to L.A., and it was the opening of Capitol Studios. Wow. It was the first time they were open during the pandemic, so they were all happy to have finally musicians in. So I was suddenly there, and everybody that is in that recording of Silent Night and in the album are the cram, the top of the top of the, even the, the engineer, Dom Ray, as I don't know, 10, 10 Grammy as a sound engineer, engineer, all the, the major records. So everybody that was playing. And it was special because, for instance, Tariq Kuni, being an amazing guitar player, had never worked with Anthony Wilson because they're both playing guitar. And suddenly I had him. And not only I had also, also um, another guitar player that I had met when I was uh, working with Bocelli. So suddenly there was, was a, the most joyful recording ever in the Studio A of Capital Studio. So it was just a blessing that because of the pandemic, 
everybody was home and everybody could not wait to start making music again. And then again, to go, even in, it's surreal even for me to tell, then suddenly we said, no, we need strings, we need strings. And uh, Greg Field said, you know, I have contacts in London with Abbey Road, so I've done just another album. We said, and the Royal Philharmonic, because Hollywood is not so busy, they may have some time in their schedule, and we can have them for, you know, an independent kind of budget like was mine, because all this record is being independently produced and supported by some fans here in uh, in Las Vegas. They said, we want to chip in, we want to give you the opportunity to create something wonderful. And before I knew Steve, I had not only the Royal Philharmonic for Studio A at the Abbey Road Studio in London. I had uh, we needed a conductor. We couldn't fly. Uh, we could not fly anybody from the United States because of COVID. So the Royal Philharmonic said, "Well, what about uh, uh, Robert Ziegler? Robert Ziegler is the conductor of the Royal Philharmonic for all the James Bond movie, the Star Trek movie." I was like, "What?" And I could have him. And so I woke up at 5:30 in the morning, and we put the speakers in my living room here in Las Vegas, and they were, we were live with Abbey Road Studio, and I heard uh, Rob, Robert Ziegler say, Giada, buongiorno. And I heard the Royal Philharmonic playing my music. We were all live streaming video, and I mean, they are organized because they do this day in, day out. It was just like, to these days, when I think about it, I get emotional. More with Giada Valenti, who will be appearing Sunday, December 5th at the Smith Center for the Performing Arts in just a moment. A couple of weeks ago, Mr. Big told us the story of Ned Day, who had some troubles with the underworld, so he moved to Vegas. And here is part two of the Ned Day story. Yeah, this is going to set off his side, because as we talked about Ned the last time, I had him behind the bar, chasing girls, drinking so much, drinking too much, chasing more girls, basically being a pimp. All right, Ned Day liked girls. He only did like girls, he liked burning them too. He once was married to a Miss Nude USA. That marriage did not last long, nor did it produce anything good of anything. That marriage ended, but he would then start shocking up with a young lady that he met in the city of Milwaukee, working in these bars, that also was a hooker. Sadly to say, this woman would be killed, her and her daughter would be killed by one of her customers. She was flattered. The girl, the little girl, I think was 10 at the time, died trying to defend her mother. This was devastating to Ned. It would be devastating to anyone, right? You come home, you deal with the situation, you understand that your lifestyle is one that's not conducive to nice things happening to you. Some of the people that you meet, some of the people that you may be running with might not be the best people in the world. Things that you do might put them in harm's way. Yeah, you get upset. You get upset, you might make changes. Ned Day was going to school as journalism at one time, and he became a journalist. He was writing this little thing of different papers around the area. So he decided to pack his bike and go into Vegas. And lo and behold, what did he do in Vegas? Well, he took on the mob. He was madder than hell about what the mafia was doing in Vegas. And that day, would start working in different papers, working on television, and he would break some huge stories on the mafia and what they were doing on Vegas. He had a particular problem with the aunt, Tony Serrato. I mean, he used to love busting his balls, right? Article after article, newspaper after newspaper story, television show after television show of the evils that this man was doing. And one day, somebody decided to, well, calm down Ned. So they firebombed his car. After the firebombing, you could see bumper stickers on people's cars that said, Ned Ned Day's car. Hmm. But Ned Day, sorry, wasn't going to be shut down that way. Ned Day would write and write some more. He would not say no to nothing. But sadly enough, Ned Day would one day go to Hawaii. 
and I take a vacation to go scuba diving, as we all might want to go and take a vacation in Hawaii, go snorkeling, it's beautiful water, take that scuba trip, it's a great time, great way to relax. But in that day, one day, we take that trip, go under the water, have a nice time experience diving these waters, but come up dead. Yes, he came up dead. He died during a scuba expedition. Some people say he was not, in fact, not died of a heart attack, has been alleged, but in fact, and sadly enough, was murdered by people who did not want him to write these stories anymore. And we'll never know. The best thing I can say is this, is we should be on the lookout for a book coming out in the next day, year or so on Ned Day. would be, in fact, the only biography of Ned Day and all the things he went through, not only in the city of Milwaukee, but his adventures in the great city of Las Vegas. But Vegas, in many ways, can be a redeeming story for many, many people. Can't wait for that book, but in the meantime, you can get a hold of The Life and Times of Frank Ballesteri, a great first read for that, from Mr. Big. We'll see you next week. More with Mr. Big next week. Just a reminder, don't forget to follow Sports and Tours, which follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with Jada Valenti, who has just released her rendition of Silent Night which is produced by eight-time Grammy-winning producer Greg Field. And for this recording, Jada was accompanied by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Silent night, oh Christmas light. They can't wait to go see you, and you're going to be playing, by the way, and that's one of the other reasons we wanted to talk with you today. Sunday, December 5th at the Smith Center at 7 o'clock. Boy, I'm excited for that myself. Actually, actually, is uh, I've been doing. I never released a Christmas uh, Christmas music, but I've been doing for more than ten years uh, a Christmas show called Love Under the Christmas Tree because uh, love for me it's uh, Christmas. So I share my story. I share my the first Christmas when I realized that love was the most important thing, and I say it was when one Christmas I was eight nine years old. My father for the first time was not at home at Christmas night, and I realized. The toys I was asking for, the things I wanted, didn't mean anything. It's really a, a show that uh, all my shows for everybody, young and old, but Christmas is even more special. And, uh, and I must say that my fans always bring the whole family with them, grandpa, grandma, the grandkids. Of course, uh, little girls love the fact that I wear the gowns and there is uh, joyful music to sing and there is always surprises. So it's, uh, I always say, it's one of my favorite shows to perform, the Love Under the Christmas Tree, because people come into the theater still already happy, you know? It's yeah, right. Christmas, <laughs> They're know, already in a good mood. <laughs> Are you going to play any stuff from the new album at all? Uh, I'll be playing a few tracks from the new album. Yeah, because actually all the songs... Uh, that, are, that there's going to be an album next year. It's that I've been singing, but of course I rearranged them mm-hmm. at this point because uh, we need a, a Royal Philharmonic and I won't have it at a Smith Center. I only have a, a, a rhythm section. There will be, of course, some... We strip off the sounds. I'm always saying sounds... Uh, the melody is always the same, and then we put the, we dress them differently. But yeah, there's many songs that are going to be uh, in the album. And, you know, it's Christmas time. Every day should, should this... this yeah. It should be this feeling of Christmas, right? 
Right. And Smith Center is such a great place to watch a concert. And that really fits the type of music you sing. I think it's a perfect marriage. Next year, we'll be uh, back, I'm sure, again, with another, you know, the album will be out and so forth. But in the meantime, everybody, Sunday, December 5th, you don't want to miss it, 7 o'clock, Smith Center. If you've never been to the Smith Center, that's another reason to go. But Jada Valente, uh, I have seen her... uh, several times over the years and it's always always a great show so we're looking forward to it again jada thank you so much thank you so much for having me and uh it's early but why not merry christmas yep absolutely merry christmas (laughs) (laughs) time now to make your picks for this weekend's nfl games our football guru upton bell can't be with us today but he did send out his picks so the three games are First of all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Upton likes Indianapolis in an upset. He feels they might be the best team in the AFC right now, along with the New England Patriots. And Taylor of the Colts is really the best running back in the NFL. The next game we're looking at is Tennessee at New England. And Upton likes the Patriots. He thinks their defense is among the best in the AFC. Finally, we're looking at the Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay playing the Packers. And Upton likes the Packers because they're at home. He feels the Rams have a lot of talent, but something is missing there. Well, Upton won't be missing next week. He plans to be back again with picks for next weekend. And the Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford, is back. Now, if your favorite machine game in a casino is video poker, the Wizard is the guy you want to ask for advice. One of the things you taught me was video poker. Now, I'm not saying I win all the time, far from it, but I don't lose as bad as I used to. And it's just a matter of not being in a hurry to play the first machine you get to. Is that kind of the secret to that? Because so many people love playing video poker these days. Yeah, absolutely. One could talk about video poker all day long, but the secret there is, number one, game selection. you got to look for the games that have good pay tables. And that's a lot of research unto itself. And then once you find a good, a good machine with a good pay table, then you got to play your cards right. And, and that's complicated, but there are strategies like on my site, other sources have them too, that tell you how to play the difficult hands. Like do you hold three to a Royal or a high pair, stuff like that. If you're not going to get a royal or a four of a kind, you're not going to be there that long. I, I, you know, it just seems like going for a lot of those and just breaking even in the long run. Sometimes maybe it's the gambler in me, but it seems like you kind of have to go a little higher to get the return you you hope to get over a period of time. I hate to make general statements with video poker because you do have to use a very exact strategy and. If forced, I think most players play too aggressively and they go for those long shot opportunities. But that's, you know, I hate to make that generalization, but I will. But you have to know all the different situations. What is better, four to a flush or three to a royal? Um, What is better, a low pair or a single high card? What if you get um, two unsuited high cards? What should you do? Things like that. And there is just no shortcut. There is memorization involved in playing video poker, and it's a volatile game. You know, you will be losing money between those royals. And on a short short session, you may be losing money between your four of a kinds 
Um, so that that yeah, that's a, that's a game where, um, yeah, it's a game that requires patience to um, to you know, shall we say, not lose too much money to to get those big wins in between in in between the losses. One of the things I learned from your site is really it does take discipline. And, you know, part of the problem is people go on social media now and there's people filming it. and You see the royal flush coming up and, they, you know, it excites you because, oh, wow, I'd love to have that happen. But you have very, uh, very, I won't say strict rules, but there, if you want to do it right, you got to kind of follow that. And you got to, I think part of it is, don't you think you got to kind of buy into your system? to play video poker and, and win at it or at least not lose as much as you could? Well, I really dislike the word system when it comes to gambling. Yeah, I knew um, it when I said <laughs> I knew it when I said it, Michael, because, yeah, that, that talks about somebody who's going to guarantee you wins. But I, I guess let me rephrase it. Instead of system, just like, this is the, 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 the way I want to play these hands because I feel like this is, gives me my best chance, my best odds. And you want to be pretty uh, honest with that as opposed to, gee, I feel a seven coming up or whatever. No, you know, video poker is an extremely mathematical game. You are not going to figure it out by yourself unless you are a really good computer programmer. This is something where you have to trust the experts. And, and the way the experts have analyzed the game is, for any, dip, for any borderline situation, they have looked at the number of ways the cards can play out if you do it this way and the number of ways you can do it that way. And, and they figure out it, which is the best play for any, for any possible situation. So there's 2.6 million possible hands in video poker. And a decent strategy will boil all that down to something the size of an index card that'll tell you how to play almost perfectly. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I think some people say, well, it takes the fun away. And it's, I see it just exactly the opposite. When you leave thinking, wow, I want a little money this time, to me, that's what's fun. Yeah, I have heard that complaint, like like my uncle says that. And I think my father used to say that. He, he says that, Mike, if I play your way, it's just like I'm a robot, that I have no free will anymore. And, and that's a valid point. Um, but if you want to do well in video poker, you really have to give up your free will and trust the math and, and do what the math says. Does that same approach apply to blackjack then too? Where Yeah. It yeah. applies to any game of skill. You have to trust the math. There is, there is almost no room for making hunches. You, and you will have to make plays that the rest of the table will hate. But they're the right plays, and everyone will tell you you're an idiot, but, um, but you have to trust the math. Thanks, Michael. Hey, make sure to go to Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports RACX. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. 
Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Burt Ward, who starred as Robin in the original Batman TV show. Well, Burt still plays a superhero, this time doubling and even tripling the lifespan of dogs, and we'll continue our conversation with Burt today. Before we even decided we were going to talk to you, whatever, I bought a, a big bag of this for my daughter, who has this big old lab, you know, and this will, will eat anything, gobble it down. What turns out, he really likes us, and you go, look, the fur is shinier, he's got more energy now, you know, I mean, he's back to when he was a pup, and it, you can really see that, you know, you hear that a lot, but I was really surprised to actually see the difference. I want to tell you why the difference occurred. The, the reason is, that dog, before eating our food, was eating foods coated with fat. That dog's arteries and intestines were clogged with animal fat. Now, here's one thing that's amazing. A dog's body will reject the fat. It takes about a month to come out of their body. But with all the other pet foods, it's putting that fat right back in. We don't do that. So what happens with our food, once people have transitioned their dog to gentle giants, it takes about a month, but all of that fat will work itself out of the dog's body through the stool And that dog will feel like it's never felt before in its life because their arteries aren't clogged. Their intestines aren't clogged. And people tell me all the time, thank you for giving me my puppy back. Well, the other part of the bird that's great is dogs love to eat more often. I mean, it's actually fun because they're always ready to eat, right? And a lot of people just give them the one meal or, or two. You're doing this five, six times a day. They're enjoying it. Well, but here's something else. There is, my wife describes the condition as a dog being food concerned. If you only feed a dog twice a day, that means they're on average waiting 12 hours. Okay, they're they're hungry. They're worried. What if my pet parent doesn't feed me on time or whatever the problem is? So when you feed your dog five or more times a day, smaller, more frequent meals, the dog doesn't become food concerned anymore. And our dogs, when they eat, okay, and our dogs here, because we let them out every two hours, they can eat 10 times a day, but they don't actually eat 10 times a day. They're exposed to the food 10 times a day. And it's just like a person, when you cross in front of your kitchen, you don't always stop at the refrigerator and eat something, okay? Because you're, you know that you can have it whenever you want it. And that's what we do with dogs. We make them feel like they don't have to worry because no matter what, in another couple hours, they're going to have more food if they're hungry. And that relief, that stress is huge on a dog. Just like with humans, you hear the term, stress kills. Remove the stress, give them the gift of life. I, I can hear the passion in your voice. You really were blessed where you were in a situation where you could afford to do this and really try and, and really evolve this to really learn not just what the best food is, but the way to feed them and so forth. And that process is going to extend the life of dogs all over uh, the world. Exactly. Like uh, We're now in Canada and for uh, in 110 Walmarts in Canada and we eventually will be going worldwide. I can't tell you how many people from all around the world are, are, are writing to us saying, it, what, 
please bring it here, bring it here. And, you know, uh, again, we treat this as our charity. We're not taking any salary from this, but it, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal distributing a, a food. Even throughout the United States, it's a big deal, you know. And, and uh, we don't have anybody on salary here. Uh, people donate their time or they get a commission. But we, we, we cut our costs so that we can put everything into the food. And, by the way, one really big thing I forgot to tell you. Um, I'm sure all of your listeners have seen on television, you see these commercials for Roundup and you hear all these law firms, oh, if you got cancer or you live next to a field or you use Roundup in your yard or whatever and you got cancer, call these law firms. Well, let me tell you something. Genetically modified organisms in food are causing cancer in pets, okay? Now, uh, GMOs, that's what they call it, genetically modified. Our food is one of the only foods, at least it's the only food I know of, that has no GMOs in it. On our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com, in addition to the special feeding and care program, there is another section that says non-GMO ingredients. And if you go there, there's a wonderful video that we got from another site that does it research on, on genetically modified food. And the reason why we put this video on our website is that these the entire eight-minute video focuses on veterinarians who who talk about basically all of these vets from all across the U.S. and some from the U.K., they all basically say the same thing, which is 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would see one dog or cat a month that had cancer. Now, every single day, one out of every two patients they see has cancer. Cancer is the number one killer of dogs and cats in America, killing 90 to 95% of all of them. Now, this can eliminate that problem. In fact, in, in our years, 27 years of, of operating 15, with 15,500 dogs, we've had less than 20 dogs develop cancer. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're speaking to the original Robin, as well as animal rights rescuer, activist, and businessman, Burt Ward. Now, I understand you also sell cat food, is that correct? Yes, well, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Uh, 27 years ago, my wife rescued, because we were rescuing all these dogs, but we would also transport dogs for, and cats for shelter, uh, shelters and for rescues that couldn't afford to pay for the transfer. So we transferred uh, a whole, well, probably three to 500 cats in the last 27 years. But at one point, a lady came to us with these feral cats. Now, a feral animal is one that is not used to being around humans. They're scared of humans. Usually their life is the shortest lifespan because they're under tremendous stress, being afraid. Okay, we got these feral cats 27 years ago. Last year, two of them died. One was 31 years old. The other was 32 years oh old. God. Unheard of. Now, what do you think they were eating? Well, we did have regular cat food available, but they were eating our dog food. They were eating our dog food, okay, without the GMOs, without all the stuff. So what we did is we know, they, and they love the food, we know they love the taste, so we took our dog food with all the best ingredients, and every ingredient in there is healthy, and we went to, the again, the top four nutritionists we could find and said, create for us the finest cat food in the world. And they took our formula of dog food and converted it to a cat food with more protein and some of the other things that cats need. And now we have our cat food. And cats love it. And I can't tell you, even in the last year, how many dozens of letters we get from people saying, you know, my cat's so picky and finicky and he loves your food because he's not tasting all the fat or the grease. The yeah. animal is eating fresh, nutritionist food. And like we say, our food is pure nutrition. 
Let's remind people one more time because I think, you know, after watching the dog show, they want to have a dog like that. And there's no reason every dog can't be a show dog for the, their own family. Let's let's feed them right. So where do we go online to get this stuff? And you also yes, said Gentle, Walmart, too, You can too, go right? to our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com or GentleGiantsCatFood.com. And, 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 and that you can take them right to our to our store. And, uh, again, we, we take no salary from it. But we And, and that's another thing. We do something that n- nobody else, to my knowledge, does. All of the companies now that I'm seeing, when you go in and buy their food, they, they say they have a two-year shelf life. In other words, they have so many artificial preservatives in the food that they can make millions of bags of food and let them sit in warehouses and put them in stores as they need them. We don't do that. We make our food fresh every single weekday. And the day after we make it, we ship it fresh. And our belief is this is that the sooner your dog eats food that was freshly made, the better the nutrition. That's what we do with our dry food. And with our canned food, we make it once a week with all fresh ingredients, not frozen meat, not frozen fish, fresh fish, fresh meat, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, actually cooked in the can, the best nutrition you could have. So, again, fresh food, better health, longer, longer life. We will go there. Thank you so much, Bert. And thanks for what you and Tracy have done for dogs all over the world. Well, we love animals. And, and you know, the only complaint I get, i got to tell you one quick thing. The only complaint I get, they say, people say to me, you know, you and your wife, all you do is care about dogs and cats. Why don't you do something for humans? And I said, well, no, wait a minute. If I help you keep your dog or cat living an extra 10 years longer, don't you think I've done something for you? And they go, yeah, well, I guess when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely right, because statistics show that people that have pets live longer. And if your pet lives longer, you know, I, I just see the wonderful things dogs and cats do for people. And to extend those wonderful lives is just it's, it's, it's a, a, a gift uh, you and Tracy are giving the world. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you, citizen. And he said on Batman, to the Batmobile! <laughs> Finally... How'd you like to see one of our favorite Vegas shows, The Jets in Concert? Well, we're still giving away passes to their shows at Planet Hollywood. Just email John, and that's J-O-N, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. That's John, spelled J-O-N, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. Just put your name and address, and tickets are available while they last. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, you can always go to the podcast. That's Sports R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchin reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Oh, Vegas, here we go! <laughs>